Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, I am fantastic. How are you? Doing well. Just trying to wrap up some stuff for the two days in Atlanta, three days. I know. I told my wife last night, I was like, it feels like Friday. <laughs> I know. In kind of a bad way, though, because like, oh, there's like I know. more things I have to get done today. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, you could do them, you know, in between whatever's going on at conferences, but right. that's never fun. That's no. never convenient. Um, well, it's one of those yeah. things when you're at the conference, you need to be doing conference things, you know. And, and, yeah, that's where your attention should and be. trying to grow our education. Yes. You know? And network and do all that stuff. Nope, um, I'm with you. But yeah, just try, trying to scramble here today. I'll probably got in early and I'll probably leave late today. I crossed over uh, into your territory yesterday. Guess. Oh yeah, did you did you go on a meeting with Julio yesterday? I did. Yeah, we went to. Um, well, I started off my day in Florence. Had a nine o'clock with the guy, um, and I I had to go over there because um, the Hope Health Orangeburg facility. This the director of facilities is out of the Florence headquarters, and so I got the power bills and had a great concept meeting with Hope Health in Florence about the Orangeburg facility. Uh, yeah. And then I went up to, drove all the way back down to Columbia pretty much and then went up to Spartanburg and it's like a two and a half hour drive from Florence to Spartanburg. <laughs> yeah. But I had that a good, a had a good podcast or two. Or, or nice. Good YouTube uh, book on tape to listen to, but yeah that's what it's all about man finding finding good stuff to uh julio to drive yeah julio and i met with um uh our main guy didn't show up because he thought our meeting was at ten thirty instead of 2 30 but a, another owner came out and was like hey i can meet with y'all for a few minutes and show it here and he was an owner of the building which is actually higher up than the guy that we were first planning to meet with which is amazing but it, we met with white oak management they they manage several like 15 nursing homes or, or senior living facilities and, okay uh, yeah I th- yeah julio was uh briefing me on that just a bit but um nice yeah the the way it all kind of came about was because we i signed up jf hawkins in newberry and like literally right down the road is um white oak management in newberry and so I asked the administrator, I said, hey, I'm, you know, who do I need to talk to? She said, Rob Painter up in Spartanburg. So that was kind of the, the reason for the call. And I had Julio since he was in the territory. Well, actually, when I looked him up on Salesforce, this guy that I was trying to go after and call was had Julio's name next to it. So I said, well, I'll probably need to call Julio and get some background here. Yeah. <laughs> so. But nice. It, yeah, it went really well. I, I see we got Matt and Justin here. You guys? Yeah, I wanted to call them check on my friends. <laughs> check, check on what? Buddy, buddy, I, I, I am not that. He wants to check on his rich friends. His rich friends. What's up, Matt? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Awesome. Fantastic. 
I, I was gonna say, man, I, I, I had a pretty uh, pretty long day today as far as windshield time, but I think you had me beat yesterday. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm I'm going down to Savannah today. Oh, cool. So it's gonna be gonna be a long day of driving. Are you going with Kent? Yeah, going with Kent. We're gonna go to. Uh, I got into a place called JCP, which is like a. They're basically like a direct competitor to Cat, so they manufacture like bulldozers, big dump trucks, stuff like that, and they manufacture everything right there. And it's one of the the. Uh, I think I think it's actually like the one of the capitals of North North America. So it's a pretty big meeting, but we're going to be leaving here in the next hour or so. What do you mean? It's the capital of North America? Like that's the the headquarters? So it's like it's like yeah, it's like the headquarters. Okay, I got you. North America. Wow. So should be a pretty good opportunity. I'm glad Kent's going with me because you know he's he's good at having those like extremely high level conversations. I'm still learning how to do them, but he's a. Uh, definitely a tremendous asset with with meetings like this yeah who are you meeting so my day um the guy that oversees like all of the facility nice um so that's awesome yeah yeah i'm not sure how 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 big of a decision maker he is but you know it's it's good that that i at least got in the door Um, we'll see where it goes but, that's huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much, uh, you know, days like this, it's like, it's one meeting and then the day is like pretty much almost over. You know, because it's like, it's like yeah. a two and a half hour drive down there, an hour meeting, an hour lunch, two and a half drive back. So. Yeah, those are long it's days. A, it's, it's a long day. It's like, Just got to make the most of I, that I meeting. I don't know about you guys, man, but like, I'm an introvert, so, like, I don't recharge my batteries when I'm sitting in a car talking to somebody for two and a half hours. That's <laughs> exhausting to me Yeah. when I'm talking to somebody for two and a half hours. So, like, days like this where I'm, like, talking for basically seven hours, I'm going to be exhausted by the end of the day. Totally understand. It's yeah. a long, dude. I mean, that's five hours in the car. Five hours in the car with just one person, anyone, even if it's your wife, fiance, whatever, is a long time. Long well, time. It, it, it's got to be comfortable it, with silence. Harder. Yeah, it's even harder because it's like, it's not, you know, like, I like Kent a lot, but like, he's also my boss. So there's a certain pressure there and like, for me to say things and, you know, you just got to be on. You can't just like, oh, yeah. you can't just relax. So it's, for me, that's very tiring because, I, like I said, I don't, I don't recharge my batteries that way. I like to be like, you know, you know, kind of by myself, like peace and quiet, listening to like a podcast or something I want to listen to, without having to second guess, like, oh, is he gonna like it or not? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I definitely get it. But did, but, did yeah. you get your so questions that's, that's answered? Much my Yesterday, did, um, I what? did did you get those questions answered um, on the um, I, uh, cost just sort of, sort of, kind of. So, like, I know when you do a building scorecard, you got to get like the last pretty much thirteen months of gas and electric bills. 
So they they give me that, right? Is that is that all I need from them? Yeah. And well, sometimes I always ask, you know, hey, do you know how many square feet you have? If I feel like the person knows, I'll ask them. Like, do you have any idea how many square feet this building is? And most time they say no. But I always say, hey, don't worry, I'll find it. I can, I can get it. Uh, if it's a one-story building, I, I just use Google Maps real quick and, you know, measure the distance around the perimeter. Um, yep. If it's a multi-story building, I'll go to the Richland County tax map, and uh, I've got that bookmarked on my computer, and I'll put the address in there, and it, it shows how many square feet they pay taxes on. So I just use that number. And then when I'm presenting the scorecard, I'll ask them, hey, does the, does the 24,000 square foot number sound about right? And they'll say, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I say, yeah. good. That's what the tax map says. <laughs> uh, but that's, you know, even if you had to use Google and it's a multi-story building, you could still measure the perimeter and then just double it or triple it depending on how tall it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but but don't you don't you need like number of computers servers no. like stuff that draws current no not for why, why did I think that we needed that I have no idea <laughs> uh, maybe I'm maybe well I'm just... so it, it's good to ask the questions like hey like the, the place I was in uh, Dana incorporated that welds a bunch of, um, you know, axles. <laughs> it's good to know if they've got a bunch of welding equipment that's drawing a bunch of power um, so that I can try to gauge, okay, is it is power 50% of their power? Is heating and air conditioning 55% of their power bill or is it more like 20% of their power bill based on their production load? Because right. you know, you don't want to walk into a facility with a that manufactures something and and treat it like their power bills or their heating and air conditioning is fifty five percent of their power bill because it's probably not. It's probably a small small portion of that. Um, so if you're asking yeah. about what are the energy users uh, like, what are the big energy hogs? Yeah, sure. If you have a big server, if it's a server place, or if you have a I mean, most most places have a little IT room, you know, with a mini split. That's not anything important to know about, um, and you don't need to know how many computers they have or, or how many light fixtures they have. That that's it's not it's kind of trivial. Okay, so just pretty much just gas and electric bills and square feet. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. Because when you right. have you ever put it into building advice yet? Have any no, of you guys ever done that yet? No, I haven't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Not not thoroughly utilized quite yet, but I've I've used it. One of the things that Todd told us in a in a call, he was he he, he said, "You guys, especially with where we're going with dynamic, you really need to become experts with building advice." Um, know know the ins and outs of that software. Know how to put in the power bills, and so I've I haven't done anything re- on it recently, but I just got some power bills yesterday. I'm going to go put it in. Um, but you know, there's an option of do you just have the annual spend on um, electricity? 
you can put that in there and it kind of gives you a general um, number. But ideally what you want to do is put it, get the month to month, um, the last 12 for 13 months. And if you only get 12, it's not a big deal because you could use the little chart, the little graph, you know, the bar graph on the um, left side of the power bill to gauge if it's more or less than that 12th month. Um, you can gauge that 13th month if you don't actually get 13. Um, but right. It, I see what you're they, my favorite way to do it, and Christy thinks I'm double doing it, you know, I'm, she always wants to make me do things more efficient, which I appreciate. But my, my method to the madness is I make a little chart on my journal here. I make a little like, you know, um, January through December. And then I, I go power bill by power bill and, and write it out on a little piece of graph paper. Or, you know, write the numbers down. And once I get everything clear and I know how to put it in, then I'll go to building advice and pull it up and plug it into building advice but i don't do that until after i've got it clear on paper what all the power bills because they get tricky when most power bills like with your house you know it's like my wife just paid the power bill today for january um so it's kind of which month is this power bill mm-hmm. um, so i i just like to get clear on it on a piece of paper first before i put it into building advice but that's just a little detail and then once you get the electricity then i use the therms because therms is how you measure gas usage natural gas usage Um, i'll get the the therm number per month and write that out next to it so that when i'm in that month opening it up and building advice i can put in there the kilowatt hours and the therms so that's the best way to do it is when you get all of those power bills um, and, and you can see what they're actually using. Because what you don't want to do is put in there necessarily the bottom number because it'll have taxes and fees and, um, you know, like renewable energy credit fees or whatever. Like you want to just use the kilowatt hour number the actual energy number and not all those administrative fees that are tagged in there. Does that make sense? Like that's kind of why you want to get the actual power bills instead of just getting the number from them that they wrote the check for. Mm. Can you say that one more time? Yeah. I kind of, so if you look at your power bill, you've got the amount of kilowatt hours that you used and how much that costs. And then under that, at the bottom, where you have the total, in between those two parts, you've got like these different fees and taxes and county fees or whatever. Like there's 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 multiple other expenses that are in there. You don't wanna count all that in their energy usage. You, okay. just, you just want the energy. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that you with me? That make, yeah, that, that makes sense. Would, hey, would it be would it be a tough ask like for us to get on a team's call and like with Matt the information he got like help him like you kind of got him through how to input that and we just watch it. 
Would that sure. be okay here? Yeah, we could do that one morning if we if you want to do that maybe next week or something. I think that'd be great. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah, I, I've got to do it with my one that I just got yesterday. So um, we could do it with his or mine. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to see that because I, I logged into Building Advice like the first week I was here and I never logged back into it after that. It's not very user-friendly. <laughs> Building Advice it's is... It's archaic. Yeah, it's not the best software, but it works. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. what we got. All right. But it, I've had to go several times over to Brandon when he was here to get him to help me figure out what was going on. Um, okay. What else you guys got going on? Justin, I hadn't talked to you in a while, man. What's going on with you? How's the little baby? Ah, she's doing good. It's like a sleep all day, party all night kind of situation, but it's (laughs) it's good. Um, I've got uh, Trinity United Methodist Church in Sumter. Um, That's got all the pricing entered in Link. I mean, uh, not Link, but... uh, price analysis anyway it's real odd with this with this account and i was actually going to call you about it so their spend for contracted services is around i think about eight thousand dollars a year um and their parts and materials and repairs are about 10 so the g come out to be about seventy five thousand. uh c2 is 31 but I've just got to, you know, through the verification side, preparing for it, I've just got to find a way to make it make sense to them because it's a nice church. But, you know, they went from 2,500 members before COVID to down to 300. And I asked a guy Holy when I was walking through. Yeah. But I asked a guy when we were, we were doing a walkthrough, like, you know, how has that affected your ties, you know, your budgeting and stuff like that? And he's like, really hadn't had an effect much and he was you know just a common guy you know he's like these people to come to this church have lots of money is the way he put it you know I, but you know one of like their gymnasium uh william bryce i still can't figure out who this guy is you know because the stadium in carolina uh they donated the money for the gymnasium for this church and i utilized google maps that you talked about yesterday that had no clue that you could do it but i think the total square footage between the gymnasium and church is about uh, 41,000 square foot. But, and they got about a million dollars worth of equipment, but I don't know. That's got that, and I've got uh, two others that I'm working small, like $7,000 G and something else. But anyway, that's, so, that's so, my So how my are you, where are you struggling with the church on showing, like, did you find a bunch of issues and pain and from neglect or what? really just you know uh, you know changing filters some dirty filters some um, you can see where some belts had splintered and they and they've got bills showing where they changed those because they're not aligned um the buller you know one of the things that he said when i was going through the concept meeting was they're trying to put the cover over the bottom of the buller and it keeps blowing off well when my technician come out he said yeah that's something dangerous like they shouldn't you know, that should be something that's taken care of and it's not 
he said it's, it hasn't been cleaned properly, and that's why it's doing that. But what happens is, is when that burnt, that boiler kicks on, it blows the cover off, and if somebody's standing there, you know, it could it could, could hurt them pretty pretty badly. It could be a safety hazard. Not to mention, I got a bunch of combustibles in the mechanic room, and then the the blemo valves. I call them blemo valves, or just valves for the the loop system are sticking in one mechanical room and like there was water all over the place and they had their filter stored in there and the boxes were just absorbing the water in the floor. but I don't know that that's really some key sticking points I got and then their current provider you know doesn't keep them updated and communicate effectively if there's something wrong and when they do repair something they're coming back out and fixing something else um, and the reason they're really looking in to move over to somebody else is, you know, when we had those, those few cold days, um, they called the company to come out and they completely diagnosed the, the, the issue wrong. They repaired something and come to find out the, the breaker had flipped, um, on the boiler and called the, the pipes to freeze and it busted, you know, and that was for the sanctuary that Sunday. So that's just a little bit, but their spin hadn't been like major in terms of, you know, repairs and stuff like that compared to what our G would be. So I'm just trying to find a way to yeah. make, it make sense. Of that. All right. So what you do is you're, you found enough issues. So what I would do is I would take the, the national average for, for major repairs. I, in the note section on my system analysis, you know where you can right-click on the cell and add a note? Well, this is if you use the Excel version. I don't know how you do it if you have the software version. But my point is you've got the actual spin to date for major repairs. But you also know that if they were really taking care of it right, their, their major repairs would be a lot larger because they've got an expensive boiler issue they've got to fix. They've got all these issues that they have neglected to fix, so that their 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 major repair spin should really be three times what it already you know what it is. So I would go in and say, look, national average, you've got a million dollars worth of equipment. Three percent of a million dollars is, I believe, thirty thousand. So you know you should be spending thirty thousand right now on major repairs, and you're at ten. If we fix all the things that you've got going to get you shored up, you know, you should be right around $30,000. So that would take care of it. Not only is it, not only is it 3%, it's 3 to 6%. So right. you could kind of conservatively estimate that on, on the high end. Yeah. Right. With, with more expensive equipment. So keep that in mind. And then what you really want to do is sell the gap, Justin. So their number one issue is, is the complaints. I would, I would, raise cane about sunday sunday morning when when you have 300 people coming in here how many complaints do you get when you have it cold on on a, on a sunday morning you know that that is a major issue and don't put a dollar amount to it but i would make a note and really drive home you know what is it worth when you've got all these complaints that's what todd told me was the number one thing for churches is complaints you know, it's hard for them to put a dollar amount on complaints, but that's 
that's lost productivity is, is when you have parishioners and staff that are not comfortable. Um, you know, administrative cost, administrative cost, you've got however many invoices times $100, that's a no-brainer. But th- then you've also got the headache of his time and him you know, getting calls and him having to deal with the water on the floor. And then, by the way, water on the floor, is there property damage that you can add up, you know, $5,000 in, in wall repair or flooring repair or anything like that that you can try to put a dollar to? Basically, what you got to do is you got to come up with if it's a if it's a seventy five thousand dollar G, you need to come up with about thirty to thirty five thousand in in essentially soft cost, um, with like other costs as in like uh, lost productivity, administrative. Um, what's the other two that are down there? Parts and materials. Well, that's kind of a hard cost. Um, yeah. Uh, oh. In-house staff. Uh, that's that, yeah. that's really hard cost too. Um, oh. Uh, well, capital avoidance. Have you talked at all about the state of their? Like, have you done a risk assessment to see how old their equipment is versus when it needs to be replaced? Do you know how? Yeah, I, like that needs is to be it, Well, I was just gonna say, is it ten years old? Is is it, their average equipment five year, ten year, fifteen year old equipment? Do you have any idea about that? It's about ten years old. Now they're water cooled, uh, water cooled air handlers. Now they're nineteen eighty seven models, but there's six of those. The rest are around. You know, 2000, 2013, 14, so about 10, 10 years old, roughly, on the rest of there. So if you said they have a million dollars in, in, in equipment and you have five years left because they're 10 years old, that's $200,000 a year in, in equipment replacement. If we extend that out five more years, instead of two hundred thousand dollars, that number will be forty thousand dollars a year. So, if you put all these numbers into system analysis, it should come out definitely in the green, pretty pretty high in the green, based on what you've said so far. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty decent. You don't you know like the uh, administrative. And then the in-house staff, I've got to get some more um, some more numbers from him. He's on vacation this week, and, and we're supposed to have a, a follow-up meeting meeting with uh, the guy and then the, the chairman of the trustees. You know, because I'm gonna have to meet with the board, kind of like you did with the school. I'm assuming uh, the guy's all about it, but that's what I'm trying to do is just make sure you know I, I get every all the information I need to to make this as seamless as possible. So, I, well, do you know if they we have... got a good opportunity. I just... 
one person or two person working there. It, 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 as far as the in-house staff, I was just going to suggest you could just put ballpark numbers in to get it going. You know, I'm I'm very. I was sharing with Gus or uh, Matt yesterday or two days ago. Like I'm all about putting in uh, very conservative numbers if I don't have the numbers just to get the conversation going. So if you know they have one guy, you could you, you could estimate how many hours a week. Um, just put in there 10 hours a week um, at $20 an hour, you know, just to put a very conservative number in there so that he'll be like, oh, no, man, he spends half his time on this stuff. Or, you know, oh, we don't pay him $20. And, and, yeah. We pay him $40, and you know. <laughs> explicitly tell them that you've guessed. Right. You know, you're, you're, you're using your best judgment because that then they're like, oh, like I did that. We did that yesterday in verification meeting when we didn't have some numbers in some areas and they're like, no, actually, that's a that's higher than that. Right. Uh, so you know, so we made note of that. Um, but it, if you don't have anything, you know, just use averages if possible at your disposal, and um, like Matt said, it at least gets the conversation rolling, and you can uncover um, some more accurate figures. Or at least well, get one in the right guys direction. On side and stay there for yeah. They got two guys on site that stay there half a day. They're two retired guys. One kind of you know handles the maintenance. The other one kind of handles the facilities. You know all of that stuff. Um, so, what would you say they made? About twenty dollars an hour. Is that kind of the going right now? Well, that's really low. But if they're two retired guys, they could be you know not getting paid anything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just very, Justin, for your and, sake, it's just very important for you to be able to assign cost to every different area in, that, in, in, in the cost analysis because at the end, you know, that, that's, that's what really sells is the numbers. So, like, if you only go in there with, like, a couple hard costs, you're not going to justify it. But, like, those tools are, like, they're super powerful if, if you use them. And, like, dude, I'm, I'm guilty of it, man. Like, I've run some verification meetings where I've plugged, like, two numbers in and there's been no difference. Um, but like, you know, the, the, the way to, you know, basically have it, have the cost justified is, is putting the numbers into the software. And like, you know, for me, it was a lot of figuring it out, like on the, on the concept meeting, like, all right, what questions do I need to ask to be able to get costs out of each one of these eight different areas and something like, you know, like, um, what are we talking about? Like on-site staff, like you got to ask them, like how many people do you have on staff? How many people are directly atti- directly tied to the HVAC? What percentage of your time would you say they spend working on their AC, on the HVAC every month? For me, like under, really understanding going through system analysis really helps me kind of ask the correct questions or the questions that, that I need to be able to figure out how to put in pricing for the verification meeting. Does that make sense? Yes. I know that was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of jibber jabber, but like, dude, for me, like one thing that really helped me was dude, like I, I, I took some time like outside of like selling hours to just go through system analysis and just, and just be like, all right, I had the system analysis up. I had the pie chart up. I'm like, just going around the pie chart, I'm like, all right, what questions can I ask in this category that's going to help me tie a number to this in system analysis? And I just went around the pie chart. Um, so maybe, I mean, um, 
I gotta see where that is. But I, if I if I find that today, I'll send it over to you. Um, but it's just just some good questions and um, just something to help you with um, the the concept meeting because I don't know I don't know about for you, but like for me, I think the uh, the the meeting for me that I still struggle with is the concept meeting. You know, like I got to get better at uh, asking better questions, more in depth questions really going into the value of what we bring. Um, but that's that's kind of what the concept meeting is all about, is like asking those questions so you know what to put in when you're going through system analysis. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And another question I wanted to ask, do you guys go with, with 2,000, like the standard average for – each ton, or would you say it's more because of inflation and everything? Uh, we're, I'm, oh, that that, that uh, number's low, bro. Yeah, it, that's it's, super it's low. It's like thirty five hundred in our area. Yeah, I, I've been used to thirty five hundred, but I just used four thousand um, last week. So, um, it Christy got back from a training, and they said other areas and other parts of the country they're using seven thousand. So we're, we're we're pretty conservative with. Three, you know, thirty five hundred or four thousand easily, and it's it's not what they paid for it. The the thirty five hundred or the four thousand is today. If they had to go buy it, what would it cost to install it? That's how we're coming up with that number. And and you know, use the truth that equipment is very hard to get these days, <laughs> uh, and you know, these prices are today's current market prices that, and, and they're ballparks, you know, you don't want them to go out and quote it, uh, or, or get quotes based on this number. But, you know, if, if, if it's got five years left on it and you're putting $4,000 on it, that's saying, Hey, in 2028, it's probably going to be X amount of dollars to replace this piece of equipment. They've never had anybody give them ballparks like that. So, you know, we're, we're providing a value just doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Justin, if yeah. you wanted to, uh, you, you know, just to wrap it up here, if you wanted to put those numbers in for that church and the system analysis and send it to us or screenshot what you got and send it over, you know, I'd love to look at it. Um, yeah, man. I would love to kind of strategize about it all together. Cause I mean, it, there's, I mean, I would definitely get something out of it. I don't know about you guys. Well, yeah. that's what I'll be working on the, today. And um, I've already got the majority of the stuff entered in system analysis and everything. I'll just shoot it all. I'll scan it in and shoot it over to you guys. And then let me know your thoughts. I'll take all the help I can get. Well, I want you to feel confident um, on the major repair number, okay? Even If they said they had $10,000, that didn't mean anything, <laughs> That just means that they had to, in 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 dire straits, spend ten thousand dollars because they had some major repair that had to happen in, in an emergency. But like with Cardinal Newman, they had twelve thousand five hundred dollars in major repairs, but they needed forty. They you know just by doing the survey, they had ten pieces of equipment out of ninety three of them down. So it doesn't mean anything that they only had twelve five. Because I, I was able to show them, look, these were down. You should have been spending, if you were maintaining these and repairing everything that was called out as broken, you should have been up to about $40,000. So that really helped my system analysis number by, you know, just 
based on what you found, it should be about this and, and be confident about that. I think will help you a lot. Okay. Well, I'm going to scan this in and, and uh, I'm just going to copy all you guys on it. And then if you want to get on a call or something later and talk about it, I'd be more than happy to. That'd be good. You know what you can also do too is like maybe we can, the, the four of us can spin off while we're at Con Ed and just kind of take yeah, like 20, some time. 20 minutes and just go through it and just kind of have like a, a round table amongst the four of us on like ways to do it better, more effective. I don't know if you guys are open to that. Yeah. Sounds good. Definitely. The one thing that I would leave blank on that um, would be the lost productivity. I would leave that blank, but somehow put a note in there or highlight it yellow and say, discuss the value of, of uncomfortable parishioners and staff on Sundays. <laughs> You know, because that's one you're not going to be able to put a dollar to. But once you go through everything else and you leave that blank and you you spend time on that, then he'll be like, yeah, well, the numbers make sense when we don't even talk about that. But when we talk about that, it kicks it over the, you know, the finish line. But right. All right, fellas, let's go make it a great day. Let's go sell something. Let's get after it. See y'all. I'm excited to see all you guys tomorrow. Yeah, man. I appreciate y'all. All right. ATL. Uh, ATL, Hotlanta, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See ya. Bye. All right, see you guys.